Hello, Internet peeps. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Podcast, Podcast episode 144. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And if you haven't noticed, I'm at a different location. Um, I look like I'm in an ISIS fucking uh, holding cell waiting to get my head chopped off, but I am here. Um, I'm actually actually at my parents' house, Uh, but we're going to be talking about some Batman Forever. Um, But before we get into that, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? Andy, I'll start with you. Uh, Not much this time. I haven't had as much time. I've been working on my house. I played a little bit Earthbound. And I finished uh, close enough, and I, and after that, I, I needed more, so I watched a little bit of regular show. <laughs> but close enough is really good. I loved it. I can't wait for there to be more. It's a shame because there's, it's like, oh, there's two seasons, but each season is only eight episodes long, and each episode is only twenty two minutes. So it's it's a breeze to go through. But the show's hilarious. I highly recommend it. Nice, and that and that's it. That's all you've been. Yeah, doing. that's pretty much it. I haven't had. Uh, I, I'm trying to think. There has to be something I did. Any games? More... Just just a little bit of Earthbound and just a little bit more Super Mario Brothers on the, the Game & Watch thing. But that's it. That's all. Yeah, because I forgot Mario's dead, right? Yeah, Mario died. They killed him. <laughs> um, I'll go quick before we get to Zach. Um, by the way, Zach's back, by the way, because he was not here for Killing Joke, so welcome back, Zach. Um... But for me, I've been watching The Expanse. It's on Amazon Prime. I highly recommend it. It has very Mass Effect vibes to it. Um, it's Apparently, it was on Sci-Fi Channel before like it got canceled, and then Amazon picked it up. So it was, it's a really good show. Uh, I ordered a external hard drive for my Xbox, so I'm going to be downloading more games that I could put on the side. Because apparently transferring it from an external to the SSD is pretty quickly. Or, or quickly. <laughs> um, so that I could play my games. Um, and MLB The Show, I don't know if we said it last episode, but it's going to be on Game Pass on Xbox for free. While people on PlayStation have to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> so that, that that's a good thing. I'm trying to think what else I done oh i played some more resident evil 6 i will be done with that soon so me and zach can finally do the infamous resident evil 6 episode um and oh i saw godzilla versus king kong or kong and highly recommend that movie it's really fun to watch Um, very fun and i know a lot of people are gonna be like well do i need to watch skull island or kong the king of the monsters i mean it would help because you'll know the characters a little bit um, I mean, everyone knows who King Kong is, and everyone knows who Godzilla is, so... I don't know who they are. <laughs> Never heard of them. Everyone knows who Donkey Kong is, and everyone knows who Bowser is. That's fair. I mean, it has nothing to do with the storyline. All you need to know is, like, wow, there's, like, a um, a world for Kong and Godzilla. There's a world for Titans, which we always known about, and humans don't mean shit in this movie, so who cares? Yeah, they finally got it right. Like, I kind of wanted to talk about it last week, but, you know, no one, no one had seen it. But I love this movie gets it right because the very first thing that happens is Kong is doing some shit. And then there's a little bit of a credit roll. And then there's a Godzilla attack. Like, they finally understand. We don't give a fuck about the human characters. <laughs> We're not here for them. Yep, you are right on that. Um, let me just make sure. Why is everything going slow for me? 
whatever. Who cares, right? You guys hear me, right? That's all that matters. <laughs> for now. Uh, for now. Um, Zach, what about you? What have you been playing, watching, or doing? Um, my playing and watching were a little limited last week. Uh, I had to go out of town for work, but um, I did play some Ninja Gaiden Dragon Sword on DS. It's a game I've had for a while. I've not really been able to play. Mm-hmm. Or haven't really gotten around to it, I should say. Um, it's pretty good so far. It's kind of interesting. You can like the way they set the game up. You can play it in bursts. It's like you do like each level maybe lasts about ten minutes, ten ten to fifteen minutes. Um, instead of like how they are in the consoles and stuff. Mm-hmm. You control Ryu with the stylus. It's kind of a little awkward because you you move him around in the levels with the stylus, and the combat does feel a little samey because it's just you doing this. You just go, but it's, I look at it like it's kind of like a beat em up or something. You guys, um, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Zach, but you guys are into like collecting retro consoles. Is DS starting to raise in price now? The some games are, yeah. I mean, yes. like you know, stuff that didn't sell that well, RPGs, niche stuff. I mean, if it was published by like. NIS America or Xseed or Atlas, then yeah, that stuff's going up. Nintendo stuff as well, but not everything. There's a few games that are running hundreds of dollars on DS now. Mm-hmm. Not that many. It's probably count them on both your hands or something. But um, then I got back home and I've been playing. I tried to play a little bit of Command Conquer, but I kind of like pulled my. I pulled something in my right arm while I was out. And it's, it was kind of uncomfortable to, like, sit here and play computer games like this, like you're holding the mouse here. Uh-huh. It, would, it would get kind of sore. Like, I, I almost thought I tore my rotator cuff or something or strained it. I was probably it. trying to wrench that the, the big steering wheel on the ship. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the episode last week, but I told everyone that you you pilot ships in the, in the, in the ocean and that you were the one who clogged up the... Oh, the Suez. Yeah, the Suez Canal. No, that wasn't me. That was a continuation of a joke from last week that you weren't going to get unless I explained it. That was one of my coworkers. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, uh, I couldn't play that for a little while, so I've been playing, like, some console stuff until just recently. Like, I played Soul, I've been playing Soul Calibur on Dreamcast. Nice. That's a great game. If you've never played the original Soul Calibur, like, get it. It's not that much. Thank you. Thankfully, somehow <laughs> that won't I last. Guess, That's not gonna last forever, everyone. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it was so widespread. I guess is why, but um, I guess so. That's always been my favorite one out of all those. I've played them all. Um, other than that, I haven't really, haven't really watched anything. Um, I haven't been watching wrestling. <laughs> so I, I got a question for you, since like you know your work and stuff. Do you like bunk with another coworker in hotels, or like you get your own hotel? We get our own rooms. Uh, that really depends on like what job you're doing. But the stuff I tend to do is uh, is set up to where you get your own room. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. It seems like all of us. Uh, I, I mean, I've been watching TV show takes a lot of time, so like I don't. I don't want to go each episode and tell you what what's going on because that's that would ruin the TV show, um, yeah. and you know 
me resident evil i want to save that save that for a podcast before we get into it but i just want to say i hate wesker's son's uh, uh fucking storyline i hate it so bad jake what's yeah. wrong with jake uh i'll talk about it on the show it's just it's terrible Wait, is that the storyline where he was like that's that's what I was watching, right? There's like a big motorcycle chase, and oh, uh, well, that that was cool. That was uh, bad as hell. I mean, it's it's very odd Resident Evil, but I thought it was a fucking badass. I was like, oh shit, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get this game. Wait, fuck, I own this game. Why am I not playing it? This is badass. I I kind of want you to play it. I kind of want you to play it and see what you. He's like he like suplexes the final boss. It was awesome. <laughs> it, was it was it was ridiculously awesome. You do like tornado DDTs and fucking bulldog. Uh, like so bird. many. So many wrestling moves in that game. <laughs> Everybody has wrestling moves. Um, I, I guess we'll get into it. So, Zach, take it away with Batman Forever. Okay, hang on. <laughs> yes, to get ready for this. This has been a long time coming. Is that alcohol? Yes. Okay. No, this <laughs> is my juice box. <laughs> this is rye. This is bullets. Oh, man. I heard that's good. Next to my, my Macho Man painting. Oh shit! I don't know if you can very clearly see it there, but <laughs> I see it barely. But I, I, I see it. <laughs> Here he is, everyone. Oh yeah! Oh shit, that's awesome. He's in, like Italy. He's in the canals. <laughs> that's Whatever. Awesome. Anyway, <laughs> um, I used to like this movie back when it came out mm-hmm. because I was I was a kid. Like when it came out, I was like nine. And I was just like, oh man, another Batman. I, I was loving Batman because of the previous two movies and the animated series and all that stuff. Um, and I still did like it for a while. I didn't really like it as much as like the original. How could you? I, I don't know. I did kind of like it more than Returns for a little bit when I was younger. And then I, as I gradually got older, I, I liked Returns a lot more. <laughs> Answer me this: Why is Tim Burton? Riddle me this, yeah. Riddle, yeah. Riddle me this, Zach. Why does Tim Burton's Batman seem more grounded than fucking Joel Schumacher's? Tell me this: Why? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. That's got. That's going to get into some of this other stuff I'm going to talk about. I. I- I have I, I have kind of an answer for that. I just want to brush over real quick. Okay. Uh, Tim Tim Burton's movies are unrealistic, but they're unrealistic in the ways that like um, expressionalism and stuff like that is unrealistic. And it's all like the setting, the mood, the scene. Whereas stuff with Joel Schumacher is unbelievable because of the characters and the set pieces and and stuff like that. The dialogue. Mm-hmm. so it's like they're unrealistic in different ways and your brain is more likely to accept um like just oh look how gothic and crazy this looks all it's doing is it's tricking your brain into like being in a certain mood so that's why that's why everyone always describes the old batman movies as gothic and dark and they are gothic and dark but that's that's the 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 filmmakers are really intelligent in that they leave that impression on you. That's what they want all the sets and the lighting to do is it's like making your brain absorb it in that way. Whereas with Schumacher, uh, it's like Hollywood sets covered in like gaudy neon 
what's that supposed to like is this a cyberpunk movie what the fuck am i looking at they're spinning lights that just spin on people yeah there's like obnoxious <laughs> spinning lights in the riddler's lair why that doesn't make it's there's... just oh it, it all looks like like a shitty display at a radio shack it looks like you're at like an electronics show in Vegas in 1994. It looks awful. It looks so terrible, and it's and it's unrealistic because of the dumb shit that happens in the movie. Like if you describe what happened in Batman Forever, you're going to describe all that dumb, stupid bullshit to your, to your friend who's like, "Oh, should I go see it?" But if you describe what happened in Batman Returns, everything you say to a point kind of sounds a little more like realistic. Yeah, realistic for for Batman. Yeah, but, like, remember how we were ragging on Batman Returns? Like, even though it was cool and stuff and everything, like, we were just going, like, why is Catwoman doing this? Why is Penguin doing this? Like, in, in Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever, you're just like, what What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> but, I, there's, there is one thing that I've never thought about this movie, and I don't know, I, I might be jumping several points down the road here, but... Uh, I've never realized how in love I am with the motivation for Riddler in this movie. Like, it's really perfect. It's really good because he's like, he, he's he's eccentric and you can tell he's like, he has like a, a social, uh, not an anxiety disorder, but he he has problems with people, right? He's he, a wacko. He, he's, he's, he's a wacko. Is that, is that, a, uh, a, professional is that a professional term? But no, he's he's, he's a crazy person, kind of. And he has trouble communicating, and he's he's a misunderstood genius or something. And when he's talking to Bruce Wayne, the way he's talking, and then he's like, "You were supposed to understand. Oh, we're the same. We're you and me, Bruce. You know, stuff like that." That's I'll make all. You understand? Yeah, that's all. That's all like a believable motivation for someone to like go off the deep end, and 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 like he starts like stalking him and sending him fucking riddles and stuff. Like, that's kind of, like, you know, that's creepily realistic. They did a really good job with that one part. Yes. Mm. All right, so, Zach, take, take away the plot for Steer us in a direction. What were you saying, Andy? I was going to say, the flip side of that coin, pun intended, is the awful motivation and characterization of Two-Face in this movie. Oh, anyway, my God. Yeah. He's, he's the worst. I hate well, him. Believe me, I'm going to get to it. Um, <laughs> like... You can say that about a lot of parts about this movie. This was good up to a point. Yeah. Or everything is kind of set up fairly well, but then very quickly it just goes off the rails. And all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck are they doing? You can say that about almost everybody except Alfred. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Alfred was the most grounded character in this fucking movie with Jim Gordon. Yeah. I, I, Alfred is the rock. He's, he's the anchor. And uh, when I was watching this, I was just like, like when he had that talk with Dick, when he's all like, uh, he's all down and stuff, and he's he's staying in the mansion now, and he's just like, uh, you know, I don't know, throw throw this away, Al, I don't need it anymore. And he gave him the talk. I was like, I love I love this Alfred. I love Michael Gauz, Alfred. I like him more than Michael Caine. Is that is that like weird for me to say? No, I always liked him better. Mm. Um, but anyways, uh. You you asked me about Joel Schumacher and stuff, and that's like one of the first questions I kind of posit. Um, man, how long ago was this now? I think it was like 12 or 13 years ago. I wrote 22 pages of a review 
for this fucking movie. What the hell? Um, I don't remember what caused it. I think I was drinking, and I was I think I was talking to Andy a little bit over the phone, like on text. And I was like, you know what? I fucking hate this movie. I'm going to review it. <laughs> and I wrote 22 pages about like what what bothered me about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just stupid bullshit either. It was like legit criticisms, pretty much. Um, and if my first question is, why Joel Schumacher? Because look, like kind of look at all the movies he's done up to this point. Which you know, ninety four. Which is what? Because I don't know. Lost Boys. Okay. Um, Saint Elmo's Fire. Fire. Okay. Uh, uh, Falling Down, which is good. I love Mm. Falling Down. My God. I think he did something else, but I'm not. I'm not recalling it right now. I don't recognize it. Dying Young, Flatliners, Cousins. D. Oh, DC Cab is like something I've heard of. Yeah, but like, what is this? What is any of this? like have to do what what makes somebody see this filmography and think that guy could direct batman well, i mean who <laughs> who looked at fucking ryan johnson's filmography and was like this guy this guy's going to direct star wars he didn't have a fucking filmography at all he had directed like three movies and none of them had anything to do with like fucking anything yeah really I mean, so I, I don't know. I don't know how they choose stuff. I really maybe it really is who you know. Like maybe they play golf with someone important. Wait, here's, here's the thing. Oh, hold, hold on a second, because I'm going through his IMDb. He did Phone Booth, which was a, a hit, a, kind of a. It was hit. later though. Phone he, Booth he, was yeah. a pretty good movie. He went on to do Phone Booth. He did Eight Millimeter. He did uh, some a, other a stuff. time. To, a time to kill was good. Um, he also directed Seal Kiss from a Rose, by the way, because it had Batman stuff in it. Here's uh, the thing about Joel Schumacher: he gets slagged mostly for Batman and Robin. Um, but if you really look at all the movies he's done, they're all pretty solid movies or good, depending yeah. on like wh- what it is we're talking about here. Again, just like Ryan Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I here's the thing. I think Joel could have made a better Batman movie, but I feel like the whole time he was working on both of these, he was interfered with a lot. Yeah, well, pr- production. I, I, I was kind of assumed he was because a big part of the reason – they had Burton step away from this as they were like, look, we're trying to make money on kids bullshit with these movies. Like there was a McDonald's tie in and yep. there was like a bunch of toys. And then by now the animated show was a thing. They're like, look, we can't have friggin' Burton in here having people throw babies in rivers. We can't have penguin. That's out of here. Water. We, we can't do that anymore. I'm sure, I'm sure there was a producer that was like, what about the 60s show? This needs to be more like the 60s show. Blah, blah, blah. And they all got that direction. Like you can see it in in the acting, especially from the two villains. You can see it in the direction. You can see it in the music. You can see it in the score. So I, I, that's they they wanted to make money off kids, even though they already were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that was the motivation they wanted to. Because everybody complained about Batman Returns when it came out. It's oh, it's dark. It's just freaking me out. And it's pretty dark, but hell here. Oh, kids can't see that. <laughs> oh my god, people's noses are gushing, gushing blood, you know. <laughs> um, they yeah, they're like, okay, we need to walk us back a little bit and kind of bring everybody back in. It did. This movie was very financially successful. I don't know if it was as good or better than the original Batman, 
but it was definitely better than Batman Returns. Because I I want to say like Val Kilmer is on the uh, you know as Batman, but I think the big bill on this fucking film had to be fucking Jim Carrey, right? Because this is during the Mask and Ace Ventura time, right? I think at this point in time, Jim Carrey was probably the biggest star in that movie because Val Kilmer was he was still somebody, but he was starting to get real erratic, we'll say, around mm. this time. Had he insulted <laughs> Oprah yet? Well, it was him, right? He was the one who insulted Oprah and like his that, career disappeared. That didn't happen yet. That was like a couple years from from this. Okay, point. it was a couple yeah. years. It, it was like late nineties. This is but, coming uh, up a Top Gun, pretty much. Well, a Top Gun was in the eighties. Well, it is the eighties, but like I don't remember any other Val uh, Kilmer film after that. <laughs> Val Kilmer did like Willow. Was he in Willow? Yeah, he's the yeah, guy he, in Willow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he uh, then. He was. Uh, he he had been in the doors like a few years before. Oh yeah, that's right. A lot of recognition for that. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, Jim Morrison." Val Kilmer. Oh, did you hear? He submitted three tapes, and he was like, "Guess which one's me? Guess what? They're all me." Uh, I've heard that story a thousand times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he did sound pretty good, though. Oh yeah, I mean, he 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 fucking killed it. He's great in that movie. Yeah, he is legit. <laughs> I still love. Like as soon as you see him in this movie, they light it. They light his face like from the bottom, so he can look all epic. But all you can see is his Val Kilmer lips sticking out, like getting <laughs> getting lighted. It's hilarious. <laughs> like here's what's funny to me is that um, Val Kilmer, like this was before. Um, oh geez, Bob Kane died. This was shortly before he died. He he was I able to the credits, and I thought I thought he was dead at this point. No, he he died. I think. A year or so after this movie came out, um, or it could have been like right after it came out. But um, he said oh yeah, Tombstone. Why didn't we say Tombstone? Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, he was in Tombstone. Fuck yeah. Um, Bob Kane visited the set though, and he was like, "This Val Kilmer is is Batman." And uh, I know you said you say I'm doing a walking thing, but that's kind of what he actually sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He's like this is this he's the best on screen version of Batman I've seen is he's it's complete and I'm like there had I, only been three up to that point but okay I was like, I don't know about well, that well maybe more than that I guess if you count the black and white crap yeah I don't think anybody remembers that guy but um he, here's the thing I think he does okay as Bruce Wayne a little bit mm. but Batman I'm like I don't know he's just not doing it for me some of that is the writing I think. But sometimes it's also his delivery. He's like kind of hammy. <laughs> yeah, they they had a few moments like that in the first two movies, but in this one, I feel like every scene has to have like something clever in it. And by something clever, I mean something cringy, of course. Because when Michael Keaton does something kind of snarky, like he smirks and he's like, "Nice outfit," and he's like, "Yeah, fucking watch this," and then he's back, he's gone. And then, <laughs> or, you know, he's like, that, that dude comes up and like, come on, hit me. And he fucking hits him and he plants a bomb on him and he smiles at him. He's like, fuck you. And he pushes him into <laughs> the fucking ditch. But yeah, Val Kilmer is like on a whole other level. Like he goes and he visits like Nicole Kidman and they make out. And then she's like, I met somebody else. And then he turns around and he's like, oh, he acts all disappointed. He does this really cheesy smile. <laughs> it's really out of character. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. He's like... <laughs> I, I didn't like Chase that much in this movie. Character's uh, worthless. 
Yeah, it, 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 I felt like they Joe Schumacher was like, we need to find another Vicky Vale, and they just like shoehorned this Chase character in there. And I, I, I thought it was weird, like, you know, meet me at midnight, and like Batman came, it's like, oh, I'm gonna go fuck in a Batman suit, pretty much. Until, like, she said, you know, uh, I found it. By the way, I fucking hate her so much, because she's like, she tells Bruce, I, you know, I met another person, which is Batman. And then when Batman shows up, she's like, I met another person. And I'm like, fuck this bitch, okay? <laughs> well, I, I'll defend that a little bit. It's because over the course of the movie, she kind of realizes, like, because she spends more time with Bruce. She's like, I kind of like this guy, and he's interested, and I'm interested in his trauma. I want to fix him. <laughs> she's one of those. We like, all women, know that women love to fix people. They love to fix people. She's really interested in this fixer-upper. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she—that's what happens. She's like, I like this guy better because he just—he just—he tickles—he tickles my my funny bone or something. Yeah. But um, God, we're jumping around a bunch, so I might actually start doing plot shit. Um, it like starts off. I love the. I, I love and hate this at the same time. It shows Batman suiting up. He's putting on the shit, and he's the belt, and he's got the the, the logo. Yeah, I, I love that part. I think it's great. Yeah, it's kind of cool until they do it later on in the movie, and it's fucking stupid. Yeah, he gets lame later. He's like, like, I'm going to need this, and I need that, I need all this. Uh, Like, why is it all, I hate that so much of it is, like, chromed to look cool. I mean, it's not chromed, but it's, like, kind of silvery. Batman should have all matte black stuff, but whatever, I'll I'll let him have that. He's not Michael Keaton. You know, we lost him. (laughs) And later, um, he's like, oh, I want a silver suit. But he's like, looks cool. He's like looking at the camera. I'm like, okay, he looks like Batman. I could buy Val Kilmer as Batman just looking at him. Yeah, yeah. And then the car comes up from like that weird spinny pedestal thing. And I'm like, oh no. The worst car comes up from the spinny pedestal. This is the worst Batmobile. That car sucks. Mm-hmm. It's the worst one. It looks like a damn toy. And I understand that's the whole point. That's why, yeah. It's I just hate I hate the whole movie when it's driving around. You can see the stupid rubber fin bouncing all around. <laughs> yeah. It looks terrible. <laughs> what the fuck's the point of those lights? Like the hubcap lights, the wheels, and all this shit. Cool. It's, it's, Sell toys. Someone, someone, someone said, "Look, Mattel sent over these designs. This is what the Batmobile has to look like." They should have built this. They should have kept the original one. But then it would look ridiculous driving up the side of a building. Well, they could have cut that part. <laughs> they could have cut that part too. But... <laughs> that part pisses me off too because, like, Two Faces men ambush him and try to blow him up. And they fail, and then he drives up a wall, and they all crash against a wall, and Two-Face gets out, and he's like, God damn you, Batman, I'll kill you! Get him! Two-Face is right there by himself, Batman, get him! Capture him! What are you doing? Why are you driving away, you coward? He's being a dick. I guess! (laughs) (laughs) He would have saved himself a lot of fucking time if he'd have been like, oh, just put on the parking brake, and uh, just jump out and and beat up Two-Face. Done. Put him in jail. Put him in jail! Yeah. Arkham. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but like that whole scene plays out and then Alfred kind of shows up, but it just goes back to like another shot. He's like, can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir? And he just looks at the camera and he's like, drive through. I'm like, Are you, that, that set the tone for the whole fucking movie right there. That, that one scene. I was waiting for it to like be in line at McDonald's. I was like, I need one of the new Batman forever. Happy meals. <laughs> I feel like they did a commercial. like Only that, at though. McDonald's. My favorite is the Batmobile because you can drive it up walls. 
So he, he goes to Gotham to stop the two faces doing a, a bank heist, apparently. And in this, fir- in this first scene, I think Tommy Lee Jones does a pretty good job for like a couple minutes. Because he's like, <laughs> 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 I know that sounds really insulting, but <laughs> I, th- th- hear me out. So, like, first he does a real serious, like, deal. And he's, like, telling him, he's like, you know, all these politicians that grow fat, people die every day. And he's like, why? And he's, like, real serious, low voice. Oh, yeah, when he's leaning over the, the guard. Yeah, you're right. That, that is kind of a, it's a decent monologue. And I was like, this, okay, yeah. And then he said, and then he starts freaking the fuck out. Luck. Blind, clueless, simple, do not luck. And he starts acting all over the top and laughing and shit. And I'm like, oh, he's being the Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's the thing is, like, I watched this, his version of Two-Face. I'm just like, he's being the fucking Joker. I, he's not, I feel he's like, terrible. I feel like Tommy Lee Jones, like, looked at Batman and like, let me look at a villain and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to be a lawyer that had like acid on his face, but I'm going to act like a Joker. Because the whole time he's just like, I want chaos. <laughs> like, you want me to tell you about how Tommy Lee Jones got this part? Sure. So he was in the he was in the consideration for it, but then he he was like, no, I don't really want to do this. And um, his his son or his grandson told him like, no, you need to do this because be you, man, need, you need yeah. to be two faced, and just because he said to do it, he did it. I feel like I've heard that story regarding a lot of people doing a lot of things. Yeah. And it's always, oh, my kids wanted me to do it, so I said, all right, I'll do it. But, like, I don't know what the fuck happened, but, like, I, I don't hate Tommy Lee Jones or anything, but I feel like Tommy Lee Jones is always just Tommy Lee Jones playing a character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's kind of like he's phoning it in. Um, uh. Just a few years before this, it was like 92, 93, 94, was The Fugitive. Yeah. He's yeah. not doing a character in that, man. He's fucking, he's acting in that movie. He's he's making it work in that one. Uh, think, right after this, though, he is in Men in Black, which, you know, is, is an example of he can be in a, a hammy comic book stupid movie and be good. So that tells me this lies with the direction and writing. At least I think so. Because a lot of his dialogue is stupid. And there's all these moments where, okay, he needs to flip his coin now, right? And then yeah. he just doesn't. Like, there's so many moments where I'm like, well, this would be a good opportunity to build suspense. He's got to do a stupid coin flip. They just don't. Nah, fuck it. Who cares? Yeah. But he, he starts flipping out. And I'm like, great. And he's got this dude. And then he says a really cool line when he flips the coin. He's like, we're going to see what fate has in store for you. And then he <laughs> flips the coin. And he's like, He's all hush hush. I was like, oh, it's like the touch of God. Wait, wait. I'm like, okay, that was pretty cool. I feel like Two Face would say that. Yeah. yeah and then he, he tells him, like, oh, you're, you know, another day of beer and pizza for you. And then he's going to trap him. He's using him for bait to trap Batman. So Batman shows up and he fights all these guys who have Tommy guns with neon lights in the fucking drum magazines. Oh, drum <laughs> <laughs> Look, those are stupid. But where the fuck can I buy one of those? Because I gotta have one of those. Those are bad as hell. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would really, you know. But 
Batman beats all these guys' asses and he uses like a crazy gadget to electrocute somebody and he literally makes a noise when he's getting electrocuted, which is another big thing I hate about this movie. They use a bunch of cartoon-ass sound effects throughout. Yes, they do. There's a lot of scenes where the Riddler is doing something that's like kind of funny, but also it's supposed to be kind of intimidating and they add Looney Tunes as sound effects to like when he's blowing up the Batcave. Yeah. He's like... You know, he's, he's screwing around. He's the Riddler. He's out of his mind. It kind of makes sense. And they're, they're doing a bit of a Joker bit, but it's fine. I'll let him have it. And he's throwing those little grenade things. And they're adding sound effects to it. It's like, fucking stop it. And he's doing a baseball <laughs> bit. He's like throw, yeah. throwing the baseball. And he's like, yeah. And he, you know, fucking pulls up his jock or whatever. And then there's like the tobacco and the fate. Well, we're going too far ahead. <laughs> But Batman fucking gets to gets to the guy in the bank vault and he rips the tape off. He's like, "It's a trap!" He gets trapped. And then Two Face fucking pulls a bank vault out of a giant metal bank vault out of the fucking building with a helicopter. I don't think no. that would work. By the way, I mean, I I want to I want to point out that scene by the way because I fucking hated it because like if you knew it was a trap like this is what like Tommy Lee maybe maybe. Cause no, no, because he does say it's a trap. Um, but like, but it's like right when he gets the tape off of him, and then the door shuts. Yeah, but it's like he he me 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 like, and then he goes, "It's a trap!" Like you just told Batman to go there, kind of. Like if well, you didn't, the- didn't say anything, he would have never went in there. And and then another thing I want to bring up is because well, like didn't say anything, then the door would have seen him close anyway, and he'd be dead. But how do we know that? Because the whole thing is trying to get Batman, right? Yeah, he uh, Two Face wasn't in the room. I I guess. Yeah. Here's the here's the thing, and Andy established this. This Batman doesn't give a fuck. So he just (laughs) so the door shuts. He's just like mildly annoyed, and then he's (laughs) just like, "There's boiling acid!" He's like doing Woody Allen or something. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. (laughs) <laughs> which which raises a lot of questions, frankly. I'm not going to do it yet. going to do it yet, but <laughs> why do you need to boil acid? Where did it come from? Why isn't it melting the doors on the safety deposit boxes? Like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> it does raise too many questions. But, um, like... Boy, like, why? Ugh, it's so stupid. I don't, God damn it. But <laughs> he pulls the bank vault out of the building... And whatever, you can argue about physics about that, but like, um, he's like trying to figure out how to get the vault open, so he's gonna like use the little dial thing. And he's like, I gotta borrow this. And he takes the dude's hearing aid and makes a cartoon sound effect, like a <laughs> it's like way louder than that. And he's like, Hey, that's my hearing aid. And I'm like, Yeah, we saw it, we know what that fucking is. Then he just kind of looks at me, he's like, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> He opens, I mean, like that. See, that's the kind of snippiness I'm okay with. Is him just going, thanks. Yeah, and it's funny. It's funnier when you think about it because he can't hear him say that because he took searing it. <laughs> How does he use that? He's got like his he's he's covered with the rubber Batman's powers. I don't know. <laughs> he's got bat hearing. <laughs> I eat uh, sonar. <laughs> he, they open it up and then like Two Face sees him and he's like, God damn it! Uh, and he gets out like a fucking blowtorch from his belt and he starts like cutting the chain and he like fires a grapple into like the wall of a building. And he just tells the dude, hold on. 
Like, he doesn't even warn him of anything. Like, hey, I'm going to swing this bank vault and you might die. Like, I don't feel like Batman would do this. This feels really reckless of him. Ah, this guy, I think this guy can hang on. He'll make it. He's, but it, you know, overweight. But also, he, his, his, like, battering can support a bank vault? I still don't understand that part. He perfectly, like, he cuts the chain. It perfectly swings right back to where it was. And the guy's unharmed, and he hanged on the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's what Batman <laughs> told him to do. I know. But I just feel like Batman would just get him out of there and be like, well, I guess Two-Face got away, but I'll get him next time. Because, you know, saving a life's important. <laughs> but they fucking do this thing where he's trying to climb up into the helicopter and then he runs into signs to try to get rid of him and he shoots his own guy when he realizes he didn't get him classic yeah (laughs) and he's being more ridiculous as this goes on and laughing and he gets away because he bails out and then it crashes into like the the gotham empire state building I always hated that. Like, even as a kid, it felt like, no, I feel like Gotham is its own city, but also if there is an analog to New York in DC Comics, it's got to be a metropolis, right? I always thought metropolis was like Chicago or like Kansas City. All right. I, no. I guess. I don't know. That's the way I, I always felt. I always felt like uh, uh, metropolis was like a New York and Gotham was more like a Chicago or something. Yeah, is that the other I, way? I was always, I always, I always thought about it the other way. I mean, I guess it just goes to show it's open to interpretation. So I guess, I guess we're just proving the filmmakers right. <laughs> um, but that's like the whole opening scene. Well, you already skipped an important part. Is right before he goes into the the Gotham Second National Bank on the second anniversary of them capturing Two Face. He meets Doctor Chase Meridian for the first time. I hate yep. her. I hate her so much. He meets the most worthless character in any Batman movie for the first time. Whoa! Hang <laughs> on, the love interest in Batman and Robin is way more useless than her. I can't even remember who she is. So I Exa- guess that goes exactly. to know. <laughs> exactly. But like, she's just she's just like, oh, it's Batman. I've always wanted to fuck you, but she doesn't just say that because it's you know it's a it's a kids movie. Well, the, so though, I mean like. <laughs> Really? I mean, I don't, but at the same time, it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, have a little bit of professionalism. She's Just all a like... bit. Like, they can build it up a little bit. She could be like, so you're Batman, huh? Hmm, I thought you'd be taller. You know, something funny like that. But instead, she's just like, mm, I want that cock in me. Like, immediately, <laughs> immediately, she's hungry for Batman. It's like, they don't even like warm up to the idea of, of a love interest in this <laughs> I was like, oh my god, what the hell? Like, I didn't remember it from before. This time I was watching it, I was like, they just don't even care. This character is going to have one beat, and that's it. She wants to fuck you, and later you have to save her. She's an object. <laughs> her part could have been played by, like, a fucking real doll. That's all. It would have been the same thing. Ah, I hate the character. She's the worst. Here's my thing is, on paper, like, like ignore, I guess, how it played out, like, on the movie, but that sounds like an interesting character so it's like somebody who's like i'm a psychologist and they called me in to work with the police or arkham or some shit and i have an interest in batman that would have like, been fun. i mean that's kind of how it started with vicky vales oh i've got an interest in batman i'm gonna try to get close to batman oh i got too close to batman you know that works this is scary though because she's a psychologist and she if she runs into bruce wayne and analyzes him and shit she can kind of figure him out a little bit Part of me, every time I see this movie, is expecting that to be what happens. Like, 
for her because there's that scene in her office where he's like oh you got a thing for bats and she's like that's a rorschach painting uh do you have a thing for bats because you know that's the point of a rorschach ink ink drop painting or whatever they're called ink blot test Mm -hmm. is what do you see and it's like supposed to reveal what's in your subconscious or whatever yeah i was i wanted more of that that's clever that's a really clever part of this movie but now that's all you get that goes back to what i was saying there's like so many parts of this movie you're like that was good that was good and then something really dumb happens right after that or yeah. Bad. And, then, and then a producer turned up on set and said, no, 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 this is too clever. Kids have to understand this movie. But that does kind of get into the thing later where, like, she calls him with the bat signal. Yeah. I forgot what he was doing. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was like, it shows him at, like, Wayne Enterprises, and that's where you, you see Edward Nigma. Nigma, yeah. And he's being ridiculous, and he's fucking obsessed with Bruce Wayne. He's like, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. And he's gonna like go do his money pitch to him, his elevator pitch about the bo- the the box that doesn't look like a box at all. Shark Tank. Yeah, what's up? It looks like a blender, right? It's a blender. What the fuck's in that like weird cylinder? Like, is that like? It looks like um. It looks like those like little bits of bullshit plastic they put in displays at stores. Like, like in in the sharper image in the magazine, it looks like the stupid stuff. That's I, I don't know. Yeah, that, was, that or fish tank gravel. It also looks like fish tank gravel. But like he pitches him the box thing, and he's like, "You can shoot brainwaves directly into, you know, and then you can." It feels like you're in the show on the TV, and he's just like, "Okay, you said brainwaves, um, manipulating brainwaves and all this stuff." He's like, "It just raises too many questions." <laughs> that, that meme was born. That that was well, my favorite line out of this movie because it becomes a meme, <laughs> but it just mentally destroys him. And then his boss is being an asshole, like a huge, ridiculous, over the top asshole. Uh-huh. We'll talk later. He's like freaking out, and he does the infamous line: "You're supposed to understand." I I really like that. I think that's a really good motivation. He's clearly already unhinged, and he's like, "If I could just meet Bruce Wayne, he'd understand me." He and I are the same, and then he meets him, and he's like, you know, his, his expectations are shattered. It's perfect. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, honestly, it's a good setup. I like the Riddler from the animated series, though. Yeah, so he's great. Is this a Riddler movie just with Batman and Two Face and Chase as like co-stars? Because or Robin? Because yeah. like. The whole time I was like, Riddler is a big part of this film. Like, if any, yeah, he's the best written character in this movie. Yeah, I, at least for my money, I I think that hundred percent. I think he's better written than every other character in this movie. And for that matter, in in Batman Returns, that was one of my problems with it. Is for like the, the whole first third of the movie, there's no Batman. It's it's about the villains, as it should you know, as it should be. That's that's interesting. We already saw Batman. We know what he's about. His parents got shot. Now he fights crime. That's all you need to know. And the villains are interesting in Batman. That's like one of the Batman's greatest strengths. He has an in, incredibly interesting rogues gallery. I think that um, it's split a little bit more evenly between Bruce Wayne, Batman, and Riddler because it's also kind of about him. Yeah, him dealing with his like he's like remembering shit. Like he's he's got memories kind of resurfacing, and um, there's more to that. But it got cut out of the movie. There's there's a lot of like cut. They footage. steal that from a right where he falls into a cave and he's like oh this this i hear a breath and what which which comic was that i can't remember is it year dark night year one yeah that makes way more sense yeah and i knew, um, it, was, I knew it was frank miller 
there's some more stuff with uh, Dick that was characterizing him better that got cut too. Um, and something that also explains like his father's diary because you know he's like, oh, my father's diary, and it's like, why does that matter? Well, they cut that scene out. They don't do anything with it. He's just like, I saw it and I was pissed off, and then I ran out into the rain and I had it, and then that's just it. Well, yeah, do you know what? Do you know what it was? What did they cut? Um, I got it written down here actually in my old review. Let me get to it real quick. But um, like, it's. <sighs> I'm trying to think of what I was gonna say here. Like, it, I think it's something to do with like how he sort of figures out that, or the way he sees it, is that the whole thing that happened was his fault. Because he read his father's diary, and it said something like, "Bruce is aggravating me to go to the movies, so we're gonna go." <laughs> I want to. I want to stay in. We want to stay home, but we'll go for him. I don't want to see another goddamn Zorro movie. Those are stupid as hell. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much, like Bruce kills his parents in a way. That's why he said. That's why the dream is like, "Oh, I shot my parents," because he's. Technically, the reason why his parents are dead because he want to go to movies. Yeah, and I think that was in a comic as well. Uh, it would have been where... a good payoff for that, though. I would have liked that. Yeah. Though, I don't think they wanted again going back to producers. They would have been. They're making this movie to sell a bunch of shit to kids. Do they need that in a movie where a bunch of kids have made their parents take them to see a Batman movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. A little better. I'm just saying. Is, uh, but like after he like pretty much kills his Shark Tank pitch, he sees a bat signal in a window, and he's like, "I gotta go." So he just leaves, and he goes to his office, and then he sits down in his chair. He says, "Chair," and it takes him to like a vacuum tube. It takes him to the cave. I'm like, if he's just sitting in his office, he just says, "Chair." Like, is it gonna is it gonna just like suck him down in there, like in the middle of a conversation? Like that seems kind of like (laughs) you should have a code word for that or something. Automonopia. Who who says automonopia out loud? <laughs> Except specifically to say that word. Uh, people talking about a villain in Green Arrow written by Kevin Smith. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but like in this whole transition, like this this is another thing that gets me little details about this movie that drive me insane. It's like evening when he's at Wayne Tech. And he goes through his little vacuum tube, and he goes to Batcave, he suits up, and he goes to the where the signal is on top of the police station. And it's fucking night. It's like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, it looks like. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> did he time skip? Was it, did it take him two that's hours? That's what so that's what it was. That's But that's when, the, like, uh, Chase is there, and she's all like, oh, it's just me. And she's, like, wearing, like... Lingerie. Lingerie, just like a coat. And... She's all getting up in his face, and she's like touching him. He's like black rubber. Ugh! Like Jesus, whoa. Uh, it's the car, right? Chicks dig the car. Uh, <laughs> I hate that line. I hate it. I do too. Like I get what they're trying to do, but it was too much. It was too much. If you just said it's the car, right? That would have probably worked. Uh-huh. But that ends, and then it goes back to. Uh, Wayne Tech, where Nigma's working on his box, and he's—I don't know what the fuck he's doing. I guess he's welding. <laughs> There's sparks flying everywhere, and he's freaking out. He's doing science shit. 
And then his boss comes in, and this part always cracks me up because he acts so over the top. He's like, "What the hell is going on here?" He's like, yells like out of nowhere. I the the guys like I don't know who that actor's probably just like some B list loser, right? So mm-hmm. I assume they were like he tried to just like read his lines, and then someone was like, "No, didn't you see the '60s Batman? You need to be like crazy all the time." Oh, you, you're acting opposite Jim fucking Carrey. He just filmed the mask, motherfucker. You're gonna have to crank it up. If you want to get your point across. <laughs> yeah, I, that probably happened, I feel like. Um, and he goes through that whole thing where he knocks him out with the coffee. The caffeine will kill you. He's doing Jim, I like that. That's good. He's doing Jim Carrey things. He's funny in this movie, just if you separate him from being the Riddler. Yeah. yeah I, again, I, like, not only is that the best written character, but Jim Carrey does a, like, a really good job of this movie, I think. I've heard people say they hate his portrayal of the Riddler in this movie, but I couldn't disagree more. I really like it. I don't like this version of the Riddler, but I appreciate what he did. Does that make any sense? It has yeah. It has tendencies of Joker in him as well. Um, but... Yeah, for sure. But it, I like him like what, like what he keeps saying real quick about the 60s show? Frank, uh, was it Frank Gorsh? Is that the guy who played the Riddler in that show? I don't um, know. I feel like that's that's his name, Frank Gorsh. Uh, he acts fucking crazy and shit and laughs a lot, too. And at times when I watch that show, I'm like, he would have made a better Joker than Cesar Romero. He's got that <laughs> laugh, but it just it wasn't meant to be. I mean, they cast Jim Carrey. It's clear what they wanted. Yeah. Like, they weren't they didn't they weren't casting Jim Carrey so that he could come in and give a subdued, nuanced performance of the Riddler. He no. had just like I think he just right before this, uh yeah, he did Ace Ventura, then the mask, then Dumb and Dumber, and then this. Like they knew exactly what they were getting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he brought it. Like that's that's he's okay, you want Jim Carrey to be the Riddler in this movie? Jim Carrey's gonna fucking riddler your faces off, motherfucker, and he does. Uh-huh. Apparently apparently Tommy Lee Jones gave him a real hard time while while they were working on this movie. Hard um, time like like being an asshole or what? Being an asshole to him. Uh-huh. He he basically didn't respect him and he always like was really brusque with him. And at one point he's just like out of nowhere, he just says this to him on set. He's like I want to tell you something right now. Now listen to me. I don't respect you at all. And I think you're a buffoon. Now get away from me. What an asshole. Why? Was, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, apparently they have problems with Val Kilmer too. This is when Val Kilmer is starting to get too big for his britches. He was bitching and shit about doing this movie. And it, it wasn't like what he thought it was going to be. I think, I think he thought he was doing like, Batman like what Michael Keaton just got done doing. I think that's what he thought he was agreeing to. Probably what he wanted to. Yeah, I mean, th- it makes sense he would think that. And then he came in and he's like, this is fucking ridiculous. You're making a joke out of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I think that kind of got him, like, irritated. It was the start of his downfall this movie. Um, But, yeah, he, he does the box experiment with his boss and then he figures out, like, oh, it's... I. When I turned this on, I sucked your neural energy in it. It made me smarter. So, fuck you! And he just he throws him out of a window. <laughs> I feel like that's underdeveloped in this movie because he's like, I took your your neural energy and it made me super clever. And then it's showing like he's getting the neural energy from like everyone in Gotham because there's a box on every television set. 
but he doesn't seem any more intelligent or anything. Not they don't. They, they just don't really seem to do anything with it. And there's that line where they're. Uh, he's like, "Oh, he left this note in my cubicle. You'll find that it matches his handwriting and spelling and grammar." Exactly. So it's like alluding, like, "Oh, he absorbed all of his like his his knowledge or his mannerisms or something." So it seems like that would be really useful if he could do that for all of Gotham, like he's saying. But they don't do anything with that. No, that's the last time it's mentioned. It's kind of a shame. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he even teases that at the end where he's talking about it, like I'm gonna get like bank information, credit card numbers, and all this other stuff. And it's, yeah, well, what have you been doing this whole time? Get those things from Gotham. Well, he's been building his Riddler palace. Let's talk about the. Let's, let's talk, install all the spinny lights. Let's talk. Let's talk about the plot of the villains here. So Harvey Dent. Harvey Harvey Dent wants to kill Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Riddler, being the smartest one of the group, goes, let's try to find out, see who Batman is. I mean, he does the whole, let's do my, you know, let's get money for my experiment. But, like, he he alluded to the part of, like, hey, maybe if we get, you know, everybody in Gotham to come to my party, we'll find out who Batman is, and you get to kill Batman. Like, this is... There's 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 another really interesting layer to these motivations too because not only is it you know I'll help you find and kill Batman if you help me fund finance and create my my fancy pants box is you could dumb it down way further and say Two Face wants to kill Batman the Riddler wants to kill Bruce Wayne yes and they don't even realize it's the same person and then at the same time in the same movie Chase Meridian loves batman not bruce wayne but then she falls for bruce wayne not batman like there's a bunch of interesting like but and then if stuff like that in the movie and it's all really clever but they don't they don't bring it forward they don't they don't don't, together they don't shine a light on that you have to do that you almost made a better plot out of it (laughs) it's interesting to me that they're like they want to kill separate people but at the end they realize holy shit it's the same guy like there should have been a, a there should have been a point where they realized we've been trying to kill the same guy all along, like right before the big finale. That would that would have been an interesting little payoff to their whole line of capers. I just want to say this because I'm a big Tommy Lee Jones fan. This movie made me hate him a lot for some strange reason, like because <laughs> like everything about him and and it, it will be the writing, but the part that piss me off the most is when he's like he, he goes into his evil lair when he meets the riddler and he's like talking to this girl which i get I, is that drew barrymore by the way mm-hmm. yeah it is okay it's drew barrymore and i don't know who the other chick is but but because they're playing with the whole two-face and two personality thing like oh look up drew barrymore she's my sane side and then look at the this gothic chick because she's my evil devil side of me yeah so his his lair is split down the middle yeah and one side is like real good and nice and decorated and one's like real evil it looks like hell or something she's like i made you dinner it's i forgot what dinner it was but it was nice but like the other side is like i roasted the pig and i'm like i fucking hate this i fucking hate you tommy lee jones and i hate everything about two-face in this joel schumacher world you know what this stuff is it's two-faced shit from like the '60s and, and stuff. 
is what that what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like this version of Two Face either because it's fucking ridiculous. It's I, I I really dislike it. It's we're, it's the worst. We're just coming off of in the animated series where they introduced Two Face and that, and that's they did an awesome job. Way better, and it's like part of it. Here's another reason why I don't like this version of Two Face. Like, why does he want to fucking kill Batman? Like, oh, he failed to save him. Well, that's not. He tried. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, the video that they show for that, fucking hilarious. Because you just see like Harvey Dent being he in the leaps. courtroom. <laughs> he fucking leaps out from like the witness. Batman's <laughs> at the trial, like in full Batman suit. That's silly. That's silly. That's fucking ridiculous. But um, yeah, like the Two Face, like the take on Two Face in the animated series has done so much better. And it's just like, he actually wants revenge on, like, he knows who fucking burned him and shit. And he's like, it's some gangster asshole. I think it was it was Rupert Thorne or somebody. He's like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. We're going to get him. And it, Long Halloween just happened to the comic. Oh. Excellent. It's it's also way better. Um, And that's just another thing about this movie I don't like. Because a lot of people say, it's like, well, it was made for kids. Batman the animated series was made for kids. Yeah. Why can't it be like that? <laughs> In an animated series, it's acid and an explosion. Yeah, he's he got fucked up twice. Yeah. It was boiling acid literally that time. That 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 is one thing that I will always give a huge check mark in the Christopher Nolan category, though. I, I really like his they they establish his motivation in that movie incredibly well as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree, but in this, they're just like he's already two faced. He hates Batman. Fuck it, who cares? I mean, because he's a bad guy, right? Yeah, he's a bad guy. Batman's a good guy. And, and when you get burned by acid, your face turns purple and kind of looks you get like evil. a fish. Yeah, yeah. And also, his design is fucking awful in this movie. God, it reminds me of the uh, the robot chicken uh, segment where they're. It's like two face, and then he get, his face keeps continually getting fucked up. Then he becomes four face, and then he oh, becomes yeah. eight, eight face. <laughs> it gets gradually more absurd. Um, but, oh yeah. Anyway, uh, all the six sided die or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's this side, uh, I'll kill you. If it's this side, I'll maim you. He starts getting uh, Bruce Wayne starts getting riddles from Nigma, and it's like weird shit. He like rides to his fucking manor. Like, that scene always makes me laugh legitimately because he rides up like on a little scooter, like a moped, oh, powered, powered bicycle thing. Yeah, he's like Wayne Manor. <laughs> Why isn't there a camera at the gate? I, I don't know. <laughs> Why isn't there a camera at the gate? Like this would have been a, who left this? I don't. Know, I'll watch the security camera. Uh, it's that weirdo that you met at the electronics division of, of Wayne. I'll I'll call the police. They'll take care of it. Do you, well, you know, if it, if it was Michael Keaton, there would have been a camera there at the gate because he had cameras in his fucking house. Exactly. Do, do you think what that... Did you uninstall all the cameras? Why? Do you think Alfred, like, drove, like, to get, like, I don't know, breakfast in the morning or something or made the newspaper? And, mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh, I'll get this from Master Wayne. We have this peculiar <laughs> package for you, sir. I might suggest that you open it. <laughs> Um, unprotected. I'm sure it's not a bomb or anthrax or anything. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to remember what happened. I think they uh, he visits uh, Chase Meridian at her office, 
And it's that kind of funny scene where she's like beating up that bag. And it just sounds like she's like, she's like exerting herself. And to him, it sounds like she's getting her ass kicked by somebody. Yeah. And he knocks down the door and he's like, and she's like, I hope you pay, you know, you're going to pay me for a new door. And he kind of like props oh. it up like an idiot. She says, who are you? He says, I'm Bruce Wayne. I have an appointment. And she says, oh, good. That means you can afford to buy me a new door. <laughs> and then it turns into awkward microketonism for like a minute. I, uh, well, you know, I was just, I heard, and I. No, a microketonism would have been, well, I thought you were uh, like, getting beat up or something. <laughs> you know, beat up. What was I supposed to do? Did we just leave? <laughs> they they try. That's a deep cut. Uh, uh, then he invites her to the circus, uh, and then they go to the circus, and then you see the flying Graysons. Oh, he you know, says, "I gotta get you out of those clothes." What did like, you say? Excuse me. <laughs> Do a nice dress or something like that. Yeah. Do you like the circus? He like lisps when he says it. Like the circus. Oh, we're getting we're getting to another stupid scene, but keep talking, Zach. <laughs> what? What was the circus was stupid? No, the part where, like, Tommy Lee Jones is like, who's Batman? I know one of you are Batman. And, like, fucking Bruce Wayne comes up. I'm Batman! While everybody's, she's like, right... right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> How did she not hear that? You can't hear anything. It's too loud. You guys have been at, like, a music concert. You can't fucking hear what someone next to you is saying. He screamed it, though. <laughs> well, he stood up and, like, set it away from her. I, I, I'll give the movie that one. That one kind of made sense. Okay. I, okay. I like, like... It's me, I'm Batman, you can kill me. And then he's like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna go beat up some guys. <laughs> like, at first he's gonna give up, and then he, like, pivots and is like, no, I'm gonna beat up these, these henchmen. He tried. <laughs> but, um, they, yeah, they're at the circus, you watch the circus, you see the flying Graysons, they do their, you know, aerial fucking shit. Their aerial nice touch having their uniforms be the classic Robin thing, though. That's that's a nice touch. I like that. Yeah, that nice was touch. cool because I, I don't think they ever did that in any of the comics or anything. No. Um, so they, they always just had, like, circus attire. It was something. completely red, by the way. It was, I think it was all red in the comics. Yeah. And uh, did, did Dick ever have a brother? I don't really remember. No, it was just him, so. his it mother, and, and himself. So it was, like, a trio. I thought so. That's kind of embarrassing that I said that, but like, I was just, I was like, did he have a brother? Did he? <laughs> um, but they set that up and then they're going to do like a scary trick with no net. And then all of a sudden two faces goons appear and they take out the ringmaster guy. And then two face gets steals the microphone after they do the trick and he threatens everybody. He's like, oh, where's Batman? And hell, what are you pesky pasty face twerps is Batman. And then Nigma's like watching from like his shitty fucking apartment, his one room apartment. And he's laughing. He's laughing hysterically. Yeah, and the news keeps broadcasting it the whole time. I like that too. Gotta get that ratings, man. This is after OJ. <laughs> That's a good point, Nick. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, he, he's got like a bomb. He's got like a giant sphere that has a bunch of TNT in it. He's got this weird remote that spins around. To let you know it's gonna be two minutes, and then that's like Dub said, he's he stands up, Harvey, I'm Batman, <laughs> and he just starts beating the guys up. And then that's what the Graysons are like, Hey, we could stop these guys, yeah. And then they yeah. die. Well, they were doing a good job until like Two Face fucking shot the trapeze shit up, and then they all fell except Dick, who was getting rid of the bomb. 
He's strong, man. He climbed up a ladder with that giant ass sphere. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> shit. Like, this this is 200. That's right, two, or whatever he says. Uh, sticks of TNT, and and he's just he like picks it up like it's a beach ball. He's like, oh, oh, oh it's gone. <laughs> Boom. And then he sees like, yeah, they all fell and died, and everybody kind of like walks into the frame, all in the circle, like kind of forming like that's kind, of, a, kind of like a Burton shot. Actually, come to think of it, I was thinking about that too. Actually, I was like, that's a very Burton esque shot right there. It was good. It's like I like that. Again, something I like in all this. <laughs> Then they go, they, uh, it's like the day after they're Wayne Manor and, uh, Commissioner Gordon's talking to Bruce Wayne and they're like, oh, he's, he's kind of fucked up from all this, you know? Can we talk uh, about that for a second? Cause he's like, oh, nobody wants to take him. So I just brought him to you, the richest man in the fucking, uh, city. So here you go. And just like, <laughs> gives him Robin and he just drives away. He says, it's nice of you to take him in. He has nobody now or something like that. I like think it's clear. I, it's clear. Volunteered. I think I think he Bruce volunteered to do that because like he I saw what happened. You could tell the acting like put that across. Actually, it was when it was all happening. He was like looking up at him and stuff. He was just like, "This is just like what happened to me." Oh my god! Mm. <laughs> so he felt bad. He felt responsible or something. Well, that's when he starts having his little fucking dreaming while still being awake. Bullshit. Yeah, they did another one of those deals where they jump cut through time. <laughs> and like, like they do this whole bit where he's like he doesn't want a dick doesn't want to stay there and he's like i'm gonna go find two-face and kill him and he's like well you're almost out of gas uh come get some gas and he shows him like all of his cool cars and his motorcycles he's like hey stay here fix motorcycle i'll give you a motorcycle well yeah i'll just give you shadow i mean it's not a big deal it's only like fucking uh, alfred's yeah. a great great mechanic but he can't fix that it's a shame that he's you're old <laughs> his knees hurt <laughs> But he comes out with like a fucking rodeo burger or something. And he's like, oh, I guess I'll throw this away to the dogs. Oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> but after that, he's like standing in his living room or something. And he starts remembering stuff. He's like looking at pictures of his family. Mm-hmm. And then like it goes into him remembering. And then like you hear Alfred. He's like, Master Bruce, Master Bruce, like off camera. And then you hear like a light turn on. Like he just pull chained the lamp. And it's night all of a sudden. It's like, did he fucking stand there for hours? Just transfixed? I think so, because, like, (laughs) I think Alfred's like, are you okay? And he's like, like, I shot my parents. And he's like, (laughs) he has to, like, remind them. He's like, no, sir, you said I shot my parents. (laughs) You said I killed them. Yeah, Yeah. I I killed them. What? You killed them. No, you said I killed them. (laughs) That's a really weird See, I like that part, actually. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that could have played in a lot better to more like if they'd made Chase Meridian an interesting character, like him saying shit like that, but no, whatever. Mm-hmm. That that ties back to the diary, like him finding the page. Okay, yeah. No, that, yeah. that does make sense now. Yeah, but um, they could have used her to unlock that memory of like Bruce like going through the journal and stuff and finding out that stuff. So the I, I feel like a lot of the production team just kinda of like, Yeah, just get this shit out of here. Get it out again. I want to see the Joel Schumacher cut of this movie. Oh my god. Can we get a hashtag going? <laughs> oh, no, they need to fucking kickstart the Schumacher verse. Uh. <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what happens next. I think this is like where the Riddler's trying to figure out his super villain persona. Yeah. He's sitting there fucking around on his computer and he's like, question mark, man. 
What what he's got like that weird he's got that weird riddler thing in the background. He's like putting yeah. points to like a light bulb. Ah. <laughs> Captain uh, Kill. <laughs> question mark, man. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. And then he finally gets the idea. He's like, oh, I'll just steal this dummy's clothes and just become the Riddler. And then, and then that's when the terrible scene of going to the fucking uh, Two Faces lair. Yeah. The, he never. I hate that he's like, how'd you find me? And he just like brushes it off. I'm like, no, I want to know. How'd you find him? <laughs> yeah, how did he find him? Cause, how did he find him? What did he, he, he kind of alludes to the fact that he used his box thing. You put the suction cup thing to your head and you get fucking brain waves in your brain yeah. he he lives the fact that that's how he figured out where he was where his hideout is but like how because he hasn't distributed this thing all over the place yet he just has his own um they convinces him that hey i can help you get batman and this is when the riddler starts acting like vaguely like homoerotic i don't know how else to describe it he was oh, yeah <laughs> he's like really close to him and he's like I can help you get Batman. <laughs> it's like, what? Why are you? Why are you talking like that? I had that thought too. Like, and it, ha- it happens a few more times in the movie, but no, no more. Or the most in this one scene is just like a weird, erotic thing between the two of them. They do that too, though. Later, like, remember when they're like outside of his house and it's like Halloween, and this is like right before he's gonna like tell uh, Chase everything, and they're like. They're like off. They're like out at the gate, and they see like kids go to do trick or treating stuff. And they're like, "Happy Halloween!" And they like hug each other, they like grab each other's hips, and get like really close. I'm like, "What the fuck is what are they doing?" <laughs> <laughs> are, so are they an item? I just want to know. <laughs> Probably <Yeah>, fan fiction. <laughs> uh, what happens after this? Try to think. Uh, I think there's some more scenes of like. Bruce talking to Chase Meridian and then there's like it shows Dick trying to get used to living in the house and he's doing laundry and then Alfred sees it. he's got like some martial arts skills because he does laundry in a funny way yeah where he like rinses out his fucking clothes on the floor and then mops it in a cool way does Bruce Wayne not own a fucking dryer mm-hmm. also <laughs> why like the only thing I can imagine, and this this actually makes it hilarious, but the only reason I can imagine him needing to do that is he's doing it to intimidate Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> you better watch your ass, old man. I know Kung Fu, motherfucker. It's just, why? There's no reason for him to do any of that. After he gave him that nice, uplifting talk, he just felt yeah. really, I he's felt comfortable. He's a nice guy. Life. Don't you get too close to me. I don't want that gay shit. <laughs> <laughs> he saw what, what Riddler was doing. He didn't want right? to be a part of that. <laughs> I know I'm Robin. I know I'm Dick Grayson. I've already got like a hard road ahead of me from all these gay Batman jokes. Dick's got a hard road ahead of him. Was yeah, that on purpose or did you just do that? that just, just happened naturally. Best hey, real quick, can we talk about Chris O'Donnell? Uh, sure. Who the fuck is he? He's Chris O'Donnell. No, like everyone, like Val, Val Kilmer, Tommy Lee Jones, Jim Carrey, all these other people. I know who they are. Chris O'Donnell is is Robin. That's is he is anything anything else? He's in NCIS New Orleans. Oh wow! No, he, hey, that was, that was a popular show. I mean, hang on, I'm gonna find out. Oh, he's I, in. Oh, he was in Scent of a Woman. All right, whatever. Yeah, I don't think he was really a blockbuster. Much of anything before that movie, but yeah, he was almost nobody. I think he was just getting into acting. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I can't yeah. think of any other stuff he's been in. I don't know any of this. I, Three Musketeers, I guess. Yeah, that's another one. Set of a Woman is the one with the Al Pacino that is yeah. a big hit. Big hit. I like that movie a lot. It's got got uh, a couple of my favorite lines in it. Is a uh, he calls it John Daniels. He says, "Don't you mean Jack Daniels?" He says, "No, when you know him like I do, you call him by John." A little side tangent. That movie's fucking dark as fuck because there's a point where like Al Pacino's like, "I just want to fucking kill myself," and he like puts yeah. the gun in his mouth and shit, and like Chris O'Donnell stops it. But I, I, I mean, what do you what do you expect? It's a movie about smelling women. <laughs> Joe Biden fucking movie. There's already uh, like memes about that. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, I think at this point, uh, Robin's Robin Dick starts trying to figure out like he's trying to explore the house and he's like, "There's this locked door. Why is this door locked?" And he's like, "Masta Wayne's dead wives." He's like, oh. No, it's the silver closet. Go away. Another, <laughs> another. Oh, hilarious. Another scene that pisses me off in this movie, like Alfred's about to go in the Batcave, and he goes, Master Grayson? Up here, Al. He's like way up there on like yeah. the fourth floor or whatever the fuck. And speaking of shots that look like they're from another director, it's not quite perfect, but it like shows him and the camera zooms in on him a little bit. I was like, Wes Anderson fucking direct this just, just this scene? Ah, it's a weird Wes Anderson thing because they're like <laughs> like a guy will like wave at the camera and then it zooms in on him, but it, they didn't quite do it. Anyway, keep going. I just hated that scene because I'm like, uh, kind of t- told him you were going into the secret room. Could have done it. With... Well, he was worried. He was like right around the corner and he was gonna like try to get in there. What, <laughs> what they needed was. Um, like one or two times where he tried to get in there and Alfred like stopped him. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't clear what he was doing until after that scene was over. There, yeah. there needed to be a time he was like, hey, what's in there? Oh, it's dead wives, lol. No, it's the silver closet though. Fuck off. And then there needed to be like a time later when like Alfred's going in and like Dick comes out of a nearby door and he's like, like closes it real quick. Or, Can like, I help you, sir? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, nothing. I was just just getting just getting a cup. Oh, I'm gonna have some coffee. You want to join me or something? They needed like a few times where it became clear that he was trying to get in there. Yeah, yeah. That would, that's why he's like, Master Dick, where are you? I want to make sure you're not gonna like jump me trying to get into the silver closet right now. Yeah, but I have like a common sense thing. Like, if you're gonna go into a room, right? Like a secret room, you're gonna open the door, then quickly turn around and close the door and lock it instead of just like open the door and, like, make it just be in the fucking secret room already and keep the door just, like, open and then close, right? Like, eh, eh. Hey, in his defense, he didn't know he was going to do fucking circus shit to get down there. <laughs> and then, like, plus this is consistent with his character. He's very trusting, and sometimes people take advantage of him or something. That's true, actually. That's true. Like, got- and, and in a way, maybe Alfred wanted him to find out. Sure. So it's just like Vicky Vale found that cave. Like she, he just walks in with her, and then he just like fucking turns around real quick. Like, God, yeah. I, I think it's kind of the same thing. Like if he just showed the kid the the bat cave, I'm pretty sure that would be the final straw. But he's like, oh, he found it by accident. Oh no. True. So I, I think I think maybe that's that's the reading you can take. In fact, that's the reading I choose to take away from it. Is he he wanted it to get in there? Yeah, I like, I like the, that the fact that he like ate shit and knocked silver all over the place was just 
icing on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> so he like he fucking steals the car, and then like Bruce is getting some from Chase, and then he gets a call on his iWatch. And yeah, that's right. He does. That was. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of busy right now. He literally interrupted him getting get ready to get some. You know, that, that's weird to think about because in 1995 it would have been like, oh man, that's so fucking weird. Watching the movie now, it just didn't even dawn on me that that was that was peculiar. I guess. I mean, Batman had a TV in his car with a direct feed to fucking Alfred in Batman Returns. Yeah, and just a CD burner. A burner! Yeah, he had a fucking CD burner and shit. He but stole like, the car. No, the other car. He boosted the Jag? The other no, car. the other car. The Bugatti? The other car! <laughs> it, show, it shows him riding around through town fucking bobbing and shit. And... Yeah, uh... Is it my imagination, but I swear in a couple of those shots that are using a different Batmobile, like instead of the one fin in the back, it's got like a V. Yeah, I've seen that too. Am I insane? I, I think it's just the camera angles sometimes. Maybe. I don't know. I felt like like one of them was like they made a model and then someone later was like, why'd you give it two fans? That's what the picture was. <laughs> uh, he tries to pick up hookers at first. Yeah. <laughs> like, they make oh fun of me like you ain't Batman. Yeah, it's like I thought this was for kids. Why are they? Why are they showing Robin Dick Grayson trying to pick up hookers in the Batmobile? Well, he doesn't ask him, you know, how much for a handy. He's just no. But, hey, <laughs> hey what's up? Guess... <laughs> this ain't Batman. This is Batboy. <laughs> He's Batboy. You see his psych meter go down after hearing that, and then he faces <laughs> the neon gang group. What? Who the fuck? Yeah, you see all the lighting around me. It's part of the deal. But like, who the fuck, like, sets up all these black lights and shit in alleys, and paints the shit with like fluorescent paint in this section of the city? I'm here to tell you, neon signs are fucking expensive. They are. So, uh, what do you? What is this gang doing? What's like? If it was all ads it would kind of make more sense. Like if they could, if someone had bought advertising space and there was like a fucking like a Sega sign and a McDonald's neon or something, uh, maybe that would have made a little more, like it would have been kind of obnoxious, but it would have been more believable than like a bunch of random neon for no reason. And then their face paint and stuff is like, it's doing it too. It's like, yeah, it's like the black light. It looks cool. I'll give them that, but it doesn't make any sense. They also have neon bow staffs and stuff. (laughs) It's just like, what the fuck are these people? And it just reminds me of one of the things Joel Schumacher said about this movie, which was like, oh, we wanted to, to look more like a comic book, you know? And I'm like, what comic what, what comic? Are, what Batman comic looks like that? I've never seen one. <laughs> Transmetropolitan? Which comic? <laughs> I think he was... Also, this is, this is apropos of nothing. But in this scene, I cracked myself up so hard I had to pause the movie because he saves that girl and she's like, uh, I think she says Batman. Does the Batman ever kiss the girl? And he kisses her. I I couldn't stop laughing because she goes, doesn't Batman ever kiss a girl? And all I could imagine was him going, you know. Like, shut up. Ah, uh, that would have been good. <laughs> it was also really funny. Make Robin Gay, Warner Brothers. Could make cowards. They made they made Riddler two face gay instead. But <laughs> what really got me with that scene though was like when when it happens they kiss. It does like that silly ass fucking 
swell like the music swells oh, and then the fire in the barrel music the, the fire in the barrel blows up more yeah like, really <laughs> it's just really cheesy. it's a fucking stage show <laughs> yeah and, and, then the real, and then the real batman shows up and they see him like oh fuck with batman and they start running yeah and then Fucking Robin just starts beating him up. Like, oh my, because you know, well, he tries. Yeah. He tries to beat him they they up. do a really good job, though, of showing how uh, intimidating and skillful Batman actually is. Because Robin, oh, Dick Grayson, at this point, holds his own against these this, these thugs for like a long time, like beats up a lot of them. And then he's finally kind of getting overwhelmed. And then Batman turns up and they fucking run because they're scared of him. And then Robin, who just beat up all these guys, tries to beat up Batman. And he's just like, no, 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 he's no, no, no. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's really effective. It's like, oh, man, Batman's the real deal. Mm-hmm. We knew that already, but it's nice to be reminded in a way, you know, you didn't, you might not have noticed, but your brain did. That's true. So they kind of have a back and forth where you're like, Robin's like, I could be your partner. And like, and I need a cool name like Nightwing. <laughs> Small reference. Yeah. <laughs> if you notice that his costume though actually does sort of it has like the Nightwing thing, the bird emblem in it. Yeah. You just can't see it. It's not like a different color. You know, they really should have just nutted up and just made him Nightwing, right? Because Nightwing's a cool character and it would have fit in with like the realistic style of the movie a little bit better. But people would have been like, Oh, but the sixties movie, no, Batman and Robin. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why they didn't do it. But um, yeah, they kind of have a little spat, and then he's like, "I know what you're doing, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna always be watching you, and I'm gonna follow you, and you can't stop me." And he just gets up, and he's like, "I can stop you," and he's like, "Okay, you'll see." And he just walks because he knows he can't fucking beat him in a fight. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know if I'm jumping around too much, but there's a point where like Batman visits Chase because like she wants the bat dick but it's right like, after that actually I think. yeah and like she tells him like i met another person which is bruce wayne and then after that scene he goes all right i'm done being batman and starts shutting everything down was that him being like trying to teach trying to get robin off his back or was he really done being batman i think he kind of wanted him to follow his example because he, he let him know during that whole spat Again, your parents were killed in front of you, and he's like, "Yeah, they were." <laughs> no, they were though, so maybe shut up, I guess. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, uh, you need to help me," and he's like, "No," because this isn't something else that bothers me about this movie is that they make references to the previous two, and they kind of try to make it seem like it takes place within the same timeline. Yeah, but then they do things that really kind of make it seem like it doesn't either. Like what? He, uh, like in that scene where he's explaining, he's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to get him? You find out who, who did it, you kill him, and then what? You're going to start looking for another guy to fight, and another and another. He's like, is he referencing, like, when he figured out the Joker killed his parents, and then he got rid of him? And he, it, it's possible. And then uh, Chase makes references to Catwoman, and yeah. you know, yeah. I, I know you, I know you like strong women. I read your file. That, that deal. The whip and everything. Yeah, that's just like they—they're trying to tell me it takes place in the same continuity, as far as I know. But my brain just won't let it. <laughs> it's just too far removed. I can't. I can't fucking deal with that. Um, 
But yeah, uh, then Nigma and Two Face fucking steal a bunch of money, and they establish his Nigma Tech company. He's able to mass produce the box, and all of a sudden, like he's beating out Wayne Enterprises stock and shit. And they go to this party that you referenced earlier, Dubs. Uh-huh. And then the, I do like this part because he's like dressed up in a tux and everything. And he's got Drew Barrymore with him. And then he comes in and like Bruce Wayne comes in and then everybody's like, oh, Bruce. And then she's like, oh my God, he's hot. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> How's my mole? Like he, he copied his mole and everything on his face. <laughs> this, this is something else that bugs me about this movie. What the fuck is up with his hair? Like, in the first scene, he's like got real long hair and shit. It's like it's naturally red. It looks like, like a, a natural shade. I feel like in a couple scenes, it looks like blonde. Yeah, and then like when he starts doing, when he goes out as the Riddler, it's like his hair totally changes. It gets like shorter and, and it's red. Like, he dyes it like fucking fluorescent red or some shit or orange. But then when he's Nigma, when he's just I'm Bruce Wayne, Edward Nigma. I'm better than Bruce Wayne. He got like a similar hairstyle it's darker maybe it's just a hairpiece i don't know maybe <laughs> so, but, uh, so so their plan is like oh um get bruce in there so bruce goes to the machines like i'm looking how to turn it off and she like the uh, drew barrymore takes the like two she pulls out a glow stick yeah <laughs> he's like oh. oh and then like he goes into the booth because i don't know maybe he's investigating what the box is and then she takes out a, a glow stick out of her boobs and puts no, it... No, it's out of her little dog thing. It was like, he, she has like a doll with her. Oh, She's... I didn't... It was near yeah. her boobs, in the vicinity. Um, and... boobs there, I understand. Yeah, and then she like puts it back in the machine and that's where <laughs> the funny <laughs> brain uh, thing that they had in the video. <laughs> Tell me your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me your fantasies. And this is where Two Face fucks everything up. And I hate him. He I, comes in, and starts shooting up shit. He's like, "We're gonna give us your cellular telephones." I thought that was funny. <laughs> All this other stuff. And then Batman goes out, or Bruce Wayne goes out, and he's like, "Emergency!" He fucking turns into Batman, I guess, outside. And then Dick comes out, and he's like, "Emergency, Alfred!" He's like, "Oh, I could get fired for this. Maybe they'll have me back at Buckingham Palace." Yeah. <laughs> Then Batman comes down and it's got the infamous scene of that that I think that guy's like a, an escaped mental patient. He's like Batman! Ah! He's like, <laughs> 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 well, that, that's the other time in the movie. I, I laughed so hard. I didn't quite pause at that time. But Batman comes in Sorry, I'm sorry. It was a, a grown ass man. Like that I dude was in his... that part. I forgot about it. Like when you said it, it all came back. <laughs> I, I was just like, who the fuck told him to do that? He's, he's acting like a child. <laughs> I like to think they were like, okay, at this point, children are going to have forgot what movie they were watching, so we'll have to remind them. Someone's got to yell Batman. <laughs> <laughs> um, he bits up a bunch of Two Faces goons, and they do this. I noticed this too. They they like to ape that scene from the original movie, where remember when the street samurai comes out and he flips over the fucking fence, and it's cool. And he's like, leave me then he like fights him, and he, he like they they do a back and forth a little bit, and then he just kicks him in the face and he beats him. <laughs> they they ape that scene three times in this movie. 
the first one in the bank vault fight where some dude comes out and he has like fist blades or some shit. Yeah, no, and he runs at him and then he just kind of like sidesteps him and fucking throws him into the dude he tasered or something. What's with yeah. what's with Batman and like the even with Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher? They have to have like this guy with a knife on his arm and shit. Because it's scary. There's this dude with a knife and he's fucking screaming and there's spit flying everywhere and it's scary. <laughs> I mean, what if that guy came at you like in an alley? He's like he's coming at you like Tasmania Devil or something, but knives. <laughs> but knives. <laughs> but the same thing here. I guess that dude won't want it around too. He comes up and he goes and he just kicks him in the face and walks away. Yeah. Um they set Batman up though here. Uh, this is another thing I noticed about Gotham City that bothers me. There's like a bunch of holes and shit in all the roads. <laughs> There's just like giant holes that are lit with like red lighting. I guess to let you know that's a hole. Don't fucking go in there. It's a hole, yeah. <laughs> what is Gotham in West Virginia? Okay, sorry, that's enough. Lol. <laughs> There's like a there's like a subway entrance or something like they're standing on. It's like caution subway and they move all these boards and shit and jump down in there to face these dudes. And then they do like a really kind of bad looking CG thing where Batman tries to dive down in that same hole. Yeah, real quick. The CG in this movie did not age gracefully. <laughs> no, it, did, it didn't. Um, then they, they, they set him up, though, because they put like this vacuum giant vacuum tube thing up underneath and slide him into this fucking pit and then two-face makes a joke nothing like a bad case of gas they turn on gas and then he shoots him with a, some fucking grenade launcher or some shit tries to blow him up yeah that's he should have just done that first why the gas just blow him up yeah, you, know just what? Shoot him. you know what else the tube could just go into a fire you know it... oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> or a pit filled with spikes i don't know forks turned upwards something just shoot. shoot I, know, I know it's another stupid like '60s thing where it's like, oh no, our hero's in a in a trap that he can easily get out of or something. But I mean, obviously Dick's got to help him, but uh, you know, that tube could have gone anywhere. <laughs> Plus, he had a grenade launcher. Just shoot Batman with a fucking grenade launcher. Batman, yes. I don't know. I mean, I know Batman's wearing armor, but I don't know if it's gonna repel grenades. I don't think it will. <laughs> what the hell was his little gadget he used though to like repel the fire? I don't know. I can't remember. Was it like a cooling cape? Was it like one of those like towels that you know you could put on your neck and maybe it shoot shot like carbon dioxide or something? Maybe you know, kind of like a fire extinguisher situation. It know. does like a predator heat vision effect when he does it, though. <laughs> you know, it was just like oh, I was thinking of a better movie for like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets mad though because he doesn't die. He goes through the fire and he looks really badass when he runs through the fire for like a second. I'm like, that's a fucking cool shot. And then he's like, why don't you just fucking die? And he, he does what we said. Just shoot him with a grenade launcher and he buries him with like a bunch of debris. Yeah, there you go. And then Dick shows up as not Robin and saves him. Yeah. And he gets mad. And they fight again. You're stupid. You get yourself killed. Yeah. Well, why do you do it? Because I can. And then Alfred kind of like says, Mr. Wayne, you're stupid. Let, let him be your partner. And then boom, partners. <laughs> he says, young, men, young men with a mind for vengeance don't need encouragement. So, <laughs> um, no, it's, they don't need 
he says something else. He says they need guidance. They need guidance. Right after that, he says that. Yeah. 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 Got me. Um, I think at this point, they know they, they they preview the fucking footage they captured from his brain at the party, and then they figure out it's Batman. Bruce Wayne's Batman. Yeah, this is when he's about to because he saw a bat in his subconscious. I mean, it's a scary bat. <laughs> no one thinks about bats. Yeah. So he's he's about to tell Chase that he's Batman, and um, this is like the the Halloween scene where they're coming. Hi, is it treat? (laughs) How does Alfred see that? He opens that weird peephole thing and he sees adults crouched down with like masks. Twinkle, tweet, Mm -hmm. and he falls for that. Like, come on, Alfred's not that dumb, is he? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Not your bad. Yeah, he's old. I mean, maybe he's he just he he prefers to believe in the good of people. He's like, oh, good, more adults I can secretly allow into the Batcave. <laughs> well, <laughs> sort of, sort yeah. of happens inadvertently. They all come in though, and they try to capture him and shit. And then Riddler goes out of the Batcave and blows it up with like bat grenades, Riddler bat grenades, making all kinds of cartoon sounds and doing Jim Carrey jokes. Yeah, save the cartoon sounds. I do kind of like that one, though. Yeah. It's pretty funny until the sound effects just got insane. Yeah. Two-Face is sitting there on the couch flipping his coin repeatedly to get the result he wants, and that pisses me I off. I hate that. It's, oh, it's so, like, it's, that's one of the best things to point to about how terribly characterized Two-Face is in this. Like, set rules and stick to them, for God's sake. That's what he does. It, like, the, his, the whole thing, they even say this, his Achilles heel is his coin. And it's like, well, he's cheating. He's fucking breaking his own rules. Yeah, clearly, he, he, if, if he wants to kill you bad enough, he's going to find an excuse. Also, by the way, the gun he uses in this whole movie is like, it looks like a little twenty-two, right? I don't know what the It's, a little, it's a little twenty-two. You can see the little baby magazine sticking out of it. I'm like, oh, wow, so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Hollywood. They just see guns, so it's scary. Yeah, I'm sure someone Googled oh, a gun. What's, what's Two-Face going to have? That one looks cool. Order one. Pretty and then much. cover it in, in nickel. I've discovered more and more the past few years that Hollywood doesn't know a goddamn thing about guns, and it's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, every, every once in a while you'll get something like a John Wick when they know what they're doing, but it's rare. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he flips till he gets the result. He, he finally, he shoots Bruce, but he grazes him and he knocks him out, and then they take Chase out of there and they run, and he's about to shoot him in the head, and then Ruther's like, no! Don't kill him. <laughs> if you kill him, you won't learn nothing. And it's like, what? you learned everything you needed to. What are you talking about? <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, we're going to torture him, lol. I, I guess. Well, again, I mean, Riddler spent all this time, like, installing all these spinning lights and dremeling all those question marks in the wall. He made He's a question like, mark I'm not doing this for nothing. Fuck. He made a ladder in the shape of question marks. Yes, he did. And they're all backlit. Every one of them is backlit. No. I'm using this lair. Batman's coming here. What, is Superman going to come over from fucking Metropolis? No. I like how they reference Metropolis. That's a nice touch. I did that like one that. one throwaway yeah. line. He's like, the circus must be halfway to Metropolis by now. I'm like, that's where Superman's from. I said that when I was like nine. <laughs> that made my day. <laughs> um, 
it shows Robin leaving Dick leaving before this. Like he's fucking mad because ba- basically Bruce gave up. He's like, fine, I'll fucking fight Two Face on my own. But I guess after that, he decided to come back. I, he changed his mind. Uh, and then Alfred tells him, "Was like the, the he fucking blew up the Batcave. All your shits broke, except this one suit, the sonar prototype you never tested. It's like silver. Yeah, it's silver. It's yeah. fuck. It's gross." <laughs> it's just really gross. It has to do the ass shot. They do the infamous bat ass shot, and I get mad every time I see it. Why? You're just mad because you're turned on. No, I'm mad because <laughs> Joel Schumacher was being gratuitous because he liked ass. I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. Yeah, I'd be really mad. Sorry, it's a community joke. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, then Dick comes down. He's got his own Robin outfit, sort of like his, like the same quality. Yeah. Apparently, and he's like Alfred made this at some point, just didn't fucking tell it. How did he make that? He made it somewhere that didn't get blown up. I can tell you that. About Kel- <laughs> and and Bruce is like, like he's running it under a sewing machine in his quarters. I don't think you can make that out of a sewing machine. It's like no, yeah, I, I, I'm joking. I just say And he's like, Bruce Wayne's like, "What does your stand for?" And I'm like, "Really, Richard." Richard, said Richard. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just his name Richard you can call me Dick and then um, then they have that line where like no no partner and they like they do the shake hands, shake hands. They, they try to do the Dylan you son of a bitch thing but it's just not the same the T level's not they should have and they should have had like a Foley artist like twist leather like hard like oh. you, you could just hear that right you could yeah. hear that leather on leather like I can't do it. I can't do it with my mouth, but you can I, just hear it. Oh, they should have done it. They should have They should have gone like all in on that one. But they like, that, that got me hyped just thinking about it. Honestly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> everyone likes that sound. Um, <laughs> then they they split up, and he's like, "Oh, what should we do? Go by sea or by air?" And the dick takes the boat. And fucking what about both? Yeah. yeah, for no it's reason. Funny. For no reason they do this because the boat gets blown up. Pretty much immediately, and then shortly thereafter, the plane does. Like they only did that later. so they can make toys. Pretty much. <laughs> also, their lair is like <coughs> offshore for some reason. <laughs> Since when? Like, he How built did they this... get there? Um, I, maybe, I feel like it's a man made island, though, because when Robin gets, he does it. God damn it, that line. Holy rusted metal, Batman. And then he's, he's like, what? what? What did you just fucking say to me? Hold <laughs> <laughs> the metal. It's all holy. It's rusted. It's rusted. It's and metal. Then, and then he goes, he goes, oh. Yeah, he literally just goes, oh. He's relieved. <laughs> He's like, good. I thought we were going there for a second. God. I like how there was like a miniature scuba war. It reminded me of James Bond for like I, a minute. Me too. I was going to bring up Thunderball or something, or, or every other James Bond movie. <laughs> but that Scoop of War was like way less epic. They they just ganged up it's on Robin. horribly lit. Like, it was you horrible. Can't tell, can't tell what's going on. No. All they did was like grab him, gang up on him, and pull his oxygen mask off, and then Batman showed up and saved his ass and put him in a net and yeah, hooked it yeah. to a buoy. I'm like, that wasn't a Scoop of War. That was a Scoop of Skirmish. It was over. <laughs> uh, then they get on the island, they get in there, and then fucking Two-Face shows up, starts fighting Robin. And then, I guess Batman, like, he finds, like, a door, and I think he didn't really want to get locked in, but he got locked in. <laughs> He's like, oh, shit, I guess I'm locked in this place now. 
uh, Robin beats up Two Face and has the chance to kill him. But then he's like, yeah. "No, I can't kill him. I want to see you in jail." And then Two Face kind of cat captures him. They really botch hit the resolution to Robin's whole thing in this movie. Like he's, "Oh, he taught you well. You're compassionate, but stupid." And then he never gets to recover from that. He becomes the other damsel in distress. And then it's Batman who gets to beat Two-Face by throwing all the fucking coins in the air. It's like, yeah. Yeah, Robin, you don't get a resolution to your story. Fuck you. No one cares about you. He got uh, it vicariously. I guess, but I still hate <laughs> it. Like, he should have been the one. Uh, it doesn't matter, I guess. It's just, you know, Two-Face is already such a throwaway who cares character because they don't even... Like at the beginning, they're like, "Yeah, hey, he wants to kill Batman. Who cares? He was in a court case, and for some reason, a Manila folder blocked acid that ruined his face." But <laughs> just give this one to Robin. Come on. Yeah, give him something. Um, Batman has to go through some death traps. He climbs the question mark ladder, and then there's <laughs> like a fucking a spike, a, a Sonic the Hedgehog spike trap starts coming down <laughs> on him. <laughs> And then he has rocket boots, and somehow he's able to, like, turn it over. And I'm like, he has fucking rocket boots? I forgot about that. I don't understand what happens in that scene. I'll just tell you straight up, like, the way it's shot and the way it's lit, it's just, like, it's coming down, and then he, like, puts his feet on the wall and uses rocket boots and flips the trap or something, like, rips a gear out of the... I have no idea. No idea what happens. He's in danger, and then he's not. Which I guess is all I need to take away from that scene, but... Uh, the 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 whole um the whole climax of this movie is shot horribly horribly i can i n- never tell what's going on it's lit like trash and they're just trying to show off with again the spinning lights they look terrible i hate it the only cool part one of the coolest parts of this whole fucking movie is uh when he gets there and riddler comes down or no it's when he gets chase meridian there and he's like do you like my new jacket and it's like a it's like a light up neon jacket <laughs> Oh, I fucking want that jacket. I'll tell you why. That's bad as hell. <laughs> jogging at night. <laughs> but then he doesn't wear it for the finale. Yeah, he does. He turn. He dons his Lady Gaga attire. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Then, but why? That, that, that jacket's so cool. I'll bet you it weighed like fucking 30 pounds. It was hot. But probably it's did. so cool. <laughs> so people can see me by jogging at night. If you didn't know, I'm Jim Carrey. I like to do Jim Carrey isms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that part's cool. I do like that. Everything else is stupid though. They captured them both though. They're like in cylinders, and he starts doing a kitschy game show host gimmick. And I just but, what? Sorry. I like you know Batman walks into that door and it slams behind him and he's in the trap. Mm-hmm. What? You know what would have been cooler? Batman's like, oh, I got a fucking fine dick. I got separated from him. He walks through the door. Slam! It slams closed behind him. Everything's dark. And then that, that jacket turns on behind him. He's like, what? And then he like, hits him with his stupid metal metal pole or something. Like, I know they don't really like fight fight, but that would be like a good start to, oh, guess what? I captured Chase Meridian or whatever. That would have been cool. The jacket turns on in the dark. That would have been a great payoff. That was Yeah, that would have been pr- kind of cool. Um... <laughs> He tells him those like you gotta pick one. You can't pick both. Who's gonna who's gonna live? Who's gonna die? And he, Batman just says, "Well, I can't pick one. I have to save them both because I'm Batman." <laughs> Something like that. That's a that's a weird part, Andy. Yeah, well, you see, I had to save them both because I'm Batman, but I'm also Bruce Wayne, so I saved them both. And then he, Riddler, does the only sensible answer to that. Eh, wrong. <laughs> he just fucking presses the button to kill them both. 
no, no. Before that, this I hate this part. This is so stupid. He tells him, like, I got a riddle for you. And he's like, oh, really? And he goes and sits down, and he's like, he does the whole spiel. He's like, I don't, I have eyes, but I can't see. But the dark, you just like light for me. What am I? And he's like, oh, you're blind as a bat. Exactly. He flips a little switch on his belt. These little goggle things go over his eye holes. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, a big silver chrome battering, and he throws it up at that giant green cone, and it destroys his brainwave memory bank i guess forms him for some reason it deforms him it does like a cartoon effect where it... <laughs> so <laughs> what was the point of the eyes thing like because you didn't see any like sonar or anything when he like threw yeah it. there's not there's not like everything's dark i'm gonna use this opportunity to save someone why did he need to do that? Why did he just, he could see it clearly. It's this giant neon green fucking thing. Just throw the fucking battering up there. <laughs> this makes no sense. Um, he saves them both though. And then like Two-Face jumps down there in that fucking hole where he just came out of and no more curtain one or two, just plain curtains. <laughs> good line, good line. Good line. And he's like getting ready to flip his coin, or no, he wasn't. He, he reminds him, like, hey, you need to flip your coin first. And he's like, see, Batman's a better writer than the writers of this movie. And then for and then for like another split second, like uh, Tommy Lee Jones decides to act again. <laughs> he starts saying, "Yes, you're right, Bruce. Of course, uh, emotion is the enemy of true justice. Thank you. You've always been a good friend to me." He flips the coin, and then he throws all those coins in the air, and then it just. <laughs> And then it and then it does a close up shot of like Robin being like, Man, I wish I did that, but Bruce did. <laughs> I wish I could have murdered him. <laughs> he got he got murder cucked. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's what I mean. Like he ends up dead anyway. I mean, we saw Batman kill like a couple people already. Why can't Robin kill somebody? Like he doesn't get to—he doesn't get to be the one who ultimately defeats Two Face, and also Two Face gets dead anyway. So him showing him mercy is also worthless. It is. <laughs> and then they rip off the the Joker shot when he's a, comes out of the chemical plant. He's, his hand comes up. It's like the reverse. Two Face is sinking into the water. His coin drops in his hand. I'm like, I hated that. Here, get out of here with that. That's dumb. It's like stop, stop ripping off Burton shots. <laughs> uh, then they get back up top, and then Riddler's like all fucked up, and he's deformed. Too many questions. It's just too many questions. Then he says, "Like, listen, I'm Bruce Wayne and Batman because I am, That's or something." Yeah. And then he comes to get him, and then he starts freaking the fuck out. <laughs> That's kind of the end of the movie. He goes to Arkham Asylum, and then Doctor Burton, this guy Which, with. By the way, I wanted to tell you guys about my own torture throughout this whole movie. At the beginning, you know, it's showing all the people who are in this movie, and it says Renee Abbott Jones or however it's pronounced. That's and him. I was like, wait, what the fuck? He's in this movie. Where is he? And I spent the whole movie being like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? I must have missed him. Oh, I'm pissed off. Where is he in this movie? And then there he is in the final fucking scene. Yep. That was him. Odo's in this movie somewhere. Where the fuck is he? <laughs> but I don't know if that was like a dig or like a um like a loving tribute to Tim. I, I took it kind of as a tribute. They're like, oh, we're gonna have a character here. Uh, we'll call him Burton. Why not? 
some some disheveled looking guy with crazy black hair you know it's tim burton <laughs> but uh he calls me to like calls red to go check out what uh, enigma's saying because he's like i know who batman is and she's talking to him and it's kind of a creepy scene actually because you don't it see is. him it is it's pretty effective and i was like I, I i recognize this back in the day too that was like oh my god arkham asylum is in a movie <laughs> this is the first time that that's ever been referenced in a film Mm. Uh, and then he just comes out and he says, I'm Batman. He's flapping his fucking sleeves and he's crazy. He's a wacko, as they say outside. And then Trace, Trace comes out and says to Bruce, your secret's safe. And I'm just like, wow, another broad nose that he's Batman. You got Vicky Vale and now you got Chase Meridian. And, and Catwoman. And Catwoman. Okay. Which it is alluded is still alive. Because he is Batman, you moron was <laughs> movie ends it plays that bitch and seal song and it's over i'm i i, I was gonna say because i told andy this last week i said i remember this movie being somewhat okay i yeah. retract that i hate this movie when's the last time you saw it like before this back when i was a kid that's why because like it's yeah. like what i said in the very beginning it's it was like it's yeah, when you're a kid and you're not, I mean, you're not cognizant of like all this other stuff about movies. Yeah, but I just can, accept it for what it is. But I can't even recommend it for kids today because I think kids would be like, this is fucking stupid um, compared to what, you know, kid stuff is dealing with today. I think if they, if, if, I can't even recommend this movie at all. <laughs> I don't think. I can't either. Like, honestly, I can't tell. Like, if you're a Batman fan, this movie's going to offend you. If like, if you have kids, just show them the animated series or something. I don't know. Just this isn't going to do it. I think it's worth watching. I mean, if you've already seen the other two movies, just don't expect it to be as good. But it's worth seeing once. Honestly, I kind of had a reverse thing because I, uh, when I was a little kid, I kind of liked this movie, and then I just kind of stopped watching it. And then I tried to watch it again, late high school or college or something, and I was like, oh, this movie's not for me anymore. I hate this movie. And then I listened to Zach like be pissed at this movie for like the last ten years and just you know not really get around to watching it critically. And uh, I found some stuff in it I liked this time. Like I said, I like most of the Riddler stuff, and there's a few interesting things hidden in what is otherwise an awful movie. Like, eh, it's worth watching once or twice. So yeah, kind of kind of recommend. I like I can sort of agree with what you're saying. Here's the thing: like I hate it because of this. This is my biggest issue with this movie is that it doesn't know what it really wants to do, it seems like. Because there's times where it wants to be like a serious kind of dark Batman movie. And then there's times where it's like, it's absurd. Actually, it's three quarters of the time. This falls out absurd. And it's like, pick one or the other. You're giving me like this whiplash with these serious scenes or like, it's scary in Arkham Asylum or fucking, there's this deep emotional scene where Bruce Wayne's remembering shit from the funeral uh, and then you go from that and you go to like Riddler Two Face acting insane and show me how to punch a guy. Like, <laughs> what the f that seems stupid, but I chuckled at it. Like, I did laugh. It was kind of it was funny. Like it's, it's, like, it's really obvious what's going to happen, but it's still fun because he's like, he lays the guy out. He's like, oh, okay, I'll give it a shot. Oh, eat my hand. Oh, I hurt oh. myself. <laughs> yeah. But like, this is why I kind of like Batman and Robin more because it's oh, just okay, funny. Let's 
let's let's wait let's we're getting to it now it's silly the whole time it has no pretense of like oh we're gonna try to be serious the only the only thing that's really serious is is the alfred subplot did uh did, did critics come away from this movie being like yeah the silliness that's what we need or did they just double down on it because of merchandising and money they mer- they doubled down on Batman and Robin. Joel Schumacher says they wanted the movie to be more toyetic, uh, and <laughs> it was clear he was really bothered by like the production interfering, and he infamously always apologized for making this movie or <laughs> Batman and Robin. He's like, I'm sorry. Like it, when you watch the director's commentary, he opens up and says, first of all, I just want to say like I'm sorry about this movie. I just kind of <laughs> like to watch that actually. The director's yeah. commentary. It's pretty interesting, um, but critically, this movie was liked more than Batman Returns. Yeah. Uh, and then, like when Batman and Robin came out, everybody hated it across the board. Uh, it's kind of interesting, really. It is. But uh, and then Batman was on ice for almost ten years. At a pun. Hey guys, if you, guys, if you haven't noticed, return ne- to this bat channel at this bat time next week to find out. Next, next, right. next week we're going to be doing Batman versus that Batman, Batman and- versus Robin. <laughs> that's, that's, that's 2010 cinema coming through. Right <laughs> it sounds like a Frank Miller book. Batman and Robin is next Batman week. versus Robin. So uh, remember to watch Batman and Robin, and then. Uh, We'll talk about it next week. Uh, I think I'm going to cut the news out because I was going to have to talk about some news, but we're almost on two hours <laughs> so far. I told you this was going to be like, I was like, all right, hang on. I got to start drinking. This is going to take a long time. <laughs> like... yeah. So we're going to end it here. Um, so remember, if you want to catch more Big Trouble Little Podcasts, make sure you type in Big Trouble Little Podcasts on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Red Circle. We're all in there. Um... And yeah, and get ready for some Batman and Robin next week. Until next time, everybody. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Stay cool, bird boy.